Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome to Zach to the Future. I'm your co-host, Dashiell Driscoll, joined by the visionary behind the Bayside Ski Trip Carnival, Mark Paul Gosler. Hello, Mark Paul. Hello, Dashiell. And how are you? I'm, I'm, I'm a bit confused by this whole um, episode. You're confused um, why you need to... Possibly you can clarify. You, why you might need to hold an <laughs> entire carnival to fund a ski trip? Is that what's... Is that what's maybe sticking? Well, uh, well yeah. Let's just let's uh, kind of let's just let's get just right get into, into it. Why don't, Why don't we just yeah, let's just do this, what, what, and then we can discuss. Yeah, you know, right. that's how it works, right? Yeah. We've been doing a few of these. Here's the homework in case you didn't do it. There's no money for the annual Bayside ski trip, so Zach and the gang convince Belding to hold a carnival fundraiser. Except Zach is failing and needs his dad to meet with Belding about it. Fearing being grounded forever, Zach hires James, an actor who waits tables at the max, to pose as his father and meet with Belding. It works, but Belding invites Zach's dad back, so Zach has James pose as Belding to meet his real father. That also works until real Belding and real Zach's dad meet at the carnival. Zach tells his dad this is all because he's too busy at work to talk to his son. They plan a spontaneous father-son fishing trip. The end. And just like that, we're in the max. This is a class ski trip? Yeah, sure. And no one in the class can go because we all don't have money. That is the world they're setting up right at the top. Um, and I watched this on both Peacock and Hulu. I watched both versions to kind of, I'm, I'm checking now based on your cues. There's a line in the Peacock version that was cut from Hulu where Lisa, in this first scene at the max, makes, makes a mention of like, well, I'll just ask my daddy for the money. So it seems like it's right. it's every man for themselves in terms of like how they fundraise. It it, it doesn't make any sense though. So uh, yeah, and and the class just consists of <laughs> Slater, Jesse, five people in the game. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. My bigger question is like ski trips are expensive. It's like you have to rent gear and like you have to like get lift tickets and lodging. It's like it's a lot of. But we live in the Pacific Palisades. Like we're 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 Big Bear Mammoth. I mean, it's not fun. these places aren't that far. Or you're saying you're rich, right? I thought you meant like geographically. Where are you skiing? Yeah, okay, I yes. mean we do well, no, I mean, right? I mean, every, I mean everyone know. except the Kapowski household. Yeah, correct. <laughs> 
they're going to eat this. They're going to eat the snow for dinner. <laughs> but I used to do this as a kid, right? I, when I was 16, I would go sure. with my friends and we go skiing or whatever. And you go to Wrightwood or you go up to Big Bear. Uh, yeah. You know, Mammoth was like a really big trip, but we would do that every once in a while. It's not that expensive. I mean, this is really, this was an odd thing to say that none of us had the money to go on a ski trip. I could see if like one of us, like, you know, yeah. um, like Kelly. We got to help one of our, fr- well, let's just, let's just say Slater's, let's, let's shift the blame a little bit here being poor, but let, you'd have to help some friend and that would be the episode. But instead it's like, we have no money for this trip that happens every year. Yeah. And, and it's just weird. And we'll get into it a little <laughs> bit more because then we go to Belding and heat. Like yeah. it just, it, it, it's an odd thing. Everything's odd. Like yeah. to have a carnival um, yeah. that probably costs more than a ski trip that we put on like, well, a lot of money, a lot of money. Um, a lot of money being blown on this carnival. It's a fun episode. Uh, I had fun with it, it is fun. And watching the you know the uh, the scheming, the scheming, um, ski s k i me. Right at the top here, yeah, it's fun, right? We're having fun already. Uh, in the max, did you notice that the the young man playing the arcade machines? None of them are on. Yeah, we get some like fun Pac Man y sound effects, but just nothing on the screen. Couldn't be bothered at the time, I guess. I wanted to point out. I'm not sure if you, if you ever noticed this, but did, have you ever noticed how bad the 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 like the scenery in the background is like the backdrops yeah i did i mean i only noticed they're bad because on the the 2020 reimagining i got to like it was my first time being on a set and seeing those type of backdrops in person like when someone opens a door what goes on behind that door and i was amazed at how like photorealistic and good they were and how good they looked on screen yeah. <laughs> and now you now you go back and look at these and it's like oh that that does not doesn't look great. Well, most of the you know? backdrops on sets are these like photorealistic, um, you know, huge canvases that yeah. that paint either a city or, in this case, I mean, it would just be the other side of a street. But the tree that that isn't a real tree, obviously. Uh, obviously, behind Zach as he opens the door. <laughs> And in the reimagining of uh, Say by the Bell, we actually had a real like tree. Uh, sure, they learned. They learned. Yeah. Um, but this is really awful. And and what could ha- actually help that sometimes, um, you know, because we, we've taken swipes at, at at what we've taken swipes at Max's magic and the wardrobe Everything. and you some of the writers. It, yeah. Now I'm going to take a swipe yeah, every single thing <laughs> at the uh, <laughs> at the um, you know the, the the lighting department because a lot of that could be helped with mm-hmm. like lighting. I just feel like yeah. it's washed out back there, so it it there's no texture, there's no depth. Um, it's flat. It is very flat, and I never really right. realized it until this episode. So it's it, it's taken us twenty plus episodes to to kind of right. say how shitty to, the to, background is to take this thing down a peg. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, I just noticed it as I walked in, um, and then I also noticed that I really struggled. I always struggled having the first line of an episode, and it was always you know TTC as you say, um, right? Talk to camera, yeah. yeah. And I always struggled with them because I had to kind of like bring in an ener- energy uh, and, 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 you know, talk to an audience that may react to me or may not. And so it, it, it was just, I, I remember always being very anxious, having to say the, the very first line. And I even noticed that I was a bit uncomfortable with the joke. Uh, it's some joke that I have to sell my, my parents' house again or something like that. And then I kind of give like a, well, I tried kind of look, 
you know, to the audience because right. there wasn't much of a reaction to it. But uh, <laughs> you mean like, well, I tried with that line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've also been keeping. I mean, I'm, it's this is not a big stat to keep track of, but this is the second time in, in two episodes where Zach has. There's a joke about the last time he sold a, a large piece of property. Uh, last week it was the school to the Japanese. Now it's his uh, home, his parents' home. Maybe to, also to the Japanese. I don't know. Uh, seems like he's got a, a real thing for selling land. Yeah, that's, are you saying the Japanese are trying to buy up Pacific Palisades? I mean, it'd be a good investment in 1990, certainly. They would have you know, cleaned up handsomely Boy, uh, had they moved on that. I would have liked that. Yeah, me too. Shit. <laughs> that sounds like a great thing. And uh, in the max, we get that. Um, I mentioned there's a, you can watch it on Peacock. Like Lisa has a line kind of explaining like, oh, she can just ask her dad for money. It is very confusing where the money comes from. Also, like in season two, we've we've kind of pointed this out. There's a lot of shouldering adult financial responsibilities put on these children. Like the parents should be dealing with this crap. Like the, I, I mean, it's it's mind blowing that the kids are always stuck in this position to like raise you know large sums of cash in an at an instant. Like we have like three hours to raise a hundred grand. Like that's that's kind of the world we're living in, more or less. Don't worry, we'll get to the shitty dad in a second. So just okay, just, please, great, know, okay, good. Hold your horses, James. The waiter actor, he is played by Mark Blankfield. You might know him from Dracula, Dead and Loving It, uh, where he shared the screen with one Jody Peterson, who was Penny Belding last week. Uh, He's also in 59 episodes of the show Fridays. That's every episode of Fridays. And a favorite for me, Blinken in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Scene stealer. Yeah, Uh, he really was. Yeah, he'll also be back for another episode of Say by the Bell and a pair in the new class. Oh, is that right? When does he come back in uh, the Say by the Bell stuff? He what does comes, he come back I had, to, I had to look, I mean, he's a waiter at the max. I had to look on IMDb because I was like, this is this is the only time he really, uh, unless I'm misremembering, that he like has a real story in an episode. I think when he comes back, he's just in it, uh, but not, you know. He's not the actor who impersonates Zach's father and then building. Hmm. That's a story. Hmm. Yeah, he, no, he's really talented in this. I really enjoyed watching him. I didn't realize he was Blinken from from Men in Tights. I love Men in Tights. And I watching this and looking at his IMDb, I was like, oh my God, I've been watching that movie since I was a kid. And yeah, there he is. Yeah. No, but where's Max? Ooh, where's the, the million dollar question? And if I'm, you know, now that we've talked to Ed and we have some insight into what it was kind of like to be like slowly broken up with, if you will, I'd be pissed. I'd be like, wait a minute. You're telling, I mean, I guess Belding would know if Max showed up as Zach's dad, <laughs> that there's no wig in Zach's closet that can pull that one off. Um, but yeah, if I'm in, I'm like, wait a minute. Why am I, also, wouldn't he be like managing James? Like, wouldn't he be like, hey, James, you can't leave work to go play in the, the kid's shenanigans. Well, the other waiter's taking a shit, so that's why James is out here. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's that's what I got. <laughs> Although I see another waiter in the background. So, I mean, how many waiters are there at the I'm, Max? You can you, you either see none. I don't know. You either see none or you see too many. Yeah. And there's inconsistency too in what is on the tables. Like it's basically a couple of soda cups at any I mean now we know either in financial ruin. They're just refilling the same <laughs> sodas all day and serving no food while the servers take a shit. So this this place is doomed. This is kind of an interesting idea for Zach. Like usually his thought bubbles are accompanied by like some kind of, you know, heinous scheme. He just has this like, oh, we could do a carnival. And everyone's like, yeah. And then, then they br- we're in Belding's office. They bring it to Belding and <laughs> zero resistance. Belding just says, sure. Yeah, go for it. I was thinking maybe like a car wash. You know, car washes can make money outside of the school kind of thing. Because everyone yeah. in the school is coming to the car. There's, there's really no outsiders. It's like a 
Ponzi scheme or something. You're like right. taking the money from the students to pay for the ski trip. It uh, makes no sense. It doesn't make That's any a really sense. good point. Right? I didn't, I didn't even think but about that. You can't. Where's it's like? But you can't have a car wash in the classroom. I guess. You know, because right. we've we've yeah, already could, explained that every the, the swing set was that classroom. So if we had the gymnasium or a carnival or a driving right. uh, driver's ed course, it had to be in that classroom. So you couldn't really have a car wash because car washes are typically outside. So as a writer, you would have right. to think of like what th- that's why Zach came up with a carnival. What else could he come up with indoors? Mm. Right. Hmm. Well, we've got the listeners' time right now. We can workshop a few <laughs> ideas. Uh, maybe they sell shaved ice or something because it's a ski trip. Maybe it's anything cold. <laughs> maybe they do some kind of ice thing. Ice cream? I don't know. No, it, 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 it. Ice cream social? They do that in the in the reimagining. I guess we just I just accidentally pitched an idea we did in 2020. An ice cream social? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They do. They. I mean, that's in the new one. So, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> and yet, building. They do the thing where they flatter him, and he. Is in, it's his Achilles heel. He can't help it. He is so susceptible to flattery, but not so fast, gang, because Zach is failing. He's got some real bad grades, Mark Paul. How did, uh, what did you think about that one when we find out that Zach is, all these shenanigans have cost him his, his career in academics? Well, Belding wants to see his father. All right. So, yeah. have we ever seen Zach's mother? I mean, she has her own parking space. We, I'm not sure we've seen her yet. We will. You will? She will be around. Oh, we absolutely will. Oh. You're, uh, I think we talked about last week, there was some reference to going to the club. You're going to be at the club with your mom before this is all over. That's what club? A, it's a spoiler alert, Mark Paul. Uh, like, a, like, a, like a club, like a dancing club on this show. I go to a club with my mom? I, it's what a zany show this is. And you got so much more to explore. But yeah, you do. You'll, you'll hit the club with your mom. That's I never a, knew that. I mean, it's, so we see Screech's mother. Played by Ruth Buzzy. Do I have a famous mother? I don't know if your mom is famous. Although, to be fair to my own dumb self, I didn't know Ruth Buzzy was famous. Um, but no, I mean, I she's not someone that, that stands out. And I think she's only in a maybe a handful of episodes. There's the, the club one stands out to me, but I think she's in you know a couple here and there. I I, I have no like sometimes I can pull a picture you know in the back of my head from yeah. all the alpha brain that I that I take. Um, but uh, I have nothing. I have nothing on this one. I've had a lot of mothers uh, well, in my career. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. I would like normally. I mean, let's say you're a child of divorce. Maybe you've got what four parents or something. I mean, you could web out a little bit. You have had a a ton, a ton of TV parents. So I I would imagine they blurred. I mean, what Gary Cole is your dad now? Gary Cole is my my dad now. Uh, Jane Seymour was my mother on Franklin and Bash. Uh, Julie Haggerty was my mother at one point. Um, uh, Do you stay in touch with the with the TV parents? Does it feel like more of a kinship than like the TV siblings or the TV friends? No, I mean I've I've I I can you know connect with Jane, um, Julie. No, I mean that was I was thirteen at the time. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of some other. Uh, I, I have I, I forget their names, but I have pictures of 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 these people. A uh, Bill Devane was my father, I think, in a TV movie that I did a long time ago. Um, and now you're a TV father. Is I'm that now a TV father, and and yeah, yeah like, lately I've been playing like that? the 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 father in a lot of things uh, since like yeah. 2015. It I started all playing comes a around on so you. This is kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. Suddenly you're you're a TV dad. I mean, you're a TV dad on the news say by the bell. Yeah. Suddenly I'm a Mister Belding. Zach is failing, and 
Belding is going to hold Zach's grades over him to to get something, in this case, a meeting with his dad. So he wants a meeting with my dad at 10 a.m. the next day. Isn't it standard protocol right. to, for the school to call the parents for an appointment? Is that, isn't that usually how it's done? I mean, I'll tell you what's not standard protocol. Pretty much this is the same Rose story <laughs> as last week, where Belding is like, I must meet this man. I don't know what he looks like. And he shows up here at this time. Belding has a real like kink for like <laughs> encounters where you don't know the person by face, but they must arrive at this time. It's uh, insane is the word I would use. It's, it's odd that Belding has known me since middle school, right? Because Sure, we can call it, I mean, it's Indiana. I mean, there seems to be some like, you know, alternate timeline universes going on. But yeah, the uh, he's known you at least since... Ninth grade, but probably more like middle school, yeah. And we'll get into this further because we, we eventually meet my father. My father does yes. seem invested in my education. Um, and yeah. he, yet, Belding has never met him uh, right. in all these years. Not the way it would work. If you get in trouble like twice, they're meeting your parents. And Zach's been in trouble way more than twice. But he does say that my mother, my mother doesn't really know what's going on. He basically calls out my mother as being pretty shitty, and that's why he needs to talk to my father. At least like a softy. Your mother's like certainly a softy compared. Oh, I can think of another one. Your mom's in. Your mom's also in the Christmas episode. We did a Christmas episode. You did a two-parter Christmas. Oh, Mark Paul, we have so much oh to Lord. do, so much to see. I <laughs> know. Uh, we're yet we're so far from Christmas. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's a softy, and maybe. You know, maybe that's why Zach gravitates towards Kelly, who is a undeniably soft human. You know, they say we kind of wind up with people like our parents. Uh, that's what they say. They're, they're saying it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And we're in Zach's room for... Yeah, Zach's dad, Derek Morris. Very... We're in 1990. Jesse said it last week, but boy, oh boy, does this guy feel like a holdover from the late 80s. Do you remember... Uh, the Gordon Gecko time. Do you remember uh, an, an actor named... Uh, um, oh, gosh. It just hit me. Uh, David Moscow. He was in... Uh, yeah, I might know he, his face. He was in was Big. He, in? he was the kid in Big. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a working actor. He's done a lot of stuff. Um, sure. He, uh, he was a kid in Big. Yeah, that's going to get you some roles. Yeah. So, for some reason, Derek Morris, John... Um, God, what's his? What's my father's name? John... He's played by John Sanderford. Sanderford, yeah. They, they, they look like they could be relatives. I mean, you could have pitched that. You, you, had, you had a primetime spot in history to pitch that as a movie. <laughs> I think they both ate now now they'd be a it'd be a much different movie. Um real quick, John Sanderford, is it Sanderford? I I said Sanderford. Ford? I don't know. I don't know. Sanderford. Sanderford. John S. You know him, you love him. Um he was in a ton of TV, to name a few. Baywatch, Matlock, Melrose Place, Days of Our Lives and Prison Break. Big old TV career. That's Derek Morris. I just wanted to point out there's a uh, poster in my room. I don't I don't remember it being there from previous episodes, but it's a 1986 Toyota Grand Prix of Long Beach poster. 
Is that you? Like, do you think you brought that in? No, no, no. Because this was before I started car racing. But do you know what uh, mm. was the, the 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 sort of start of my uh, my auto racing uh, career? Uh, I mean, uh, the Toyota Grand Prix of Long Toyota Beach. Toyota Grand Prix yeah. of Long Beach. It yeah. was. Uh, I did. Yeah. The, I, I've done the um, celebrity uh, uh, car race a few times. And yeah. uh, I believe I did my first one in 1996. Uh, maybe it was even sooner. 1993. Uh, you're asking. You're, you're. You know. Again, it, it, it sort of blurs all together. Um, but this, this last two weeks have blurred together. So yeah, I can only imagine <laughs> trying to rewind to 1993. <laughs> uh, but I, I that, that's I started uh, car racing right after um, being a, a, a participant in the celebrity division of the uh, Toyota mm. Grand Prix of Long Beach. Um, from there, uh, my good friend Alfonso Ribeiro, who was on right. the Fresh Prince, and Sean Carlton, Patrick yeah. Flannery, uh, who was Powder. Um, we used to race cars together. And uh, we we were sponsored by Auto Nation at the time, which was uh, run by Wayne Izinga down in Florida. And uh, we were sponsored. We had like, you know, $100,000 basically sponsorship to, to race. Uh, at that time, it was called the Barber Dodge, um, or yeah, the Barber Dodge Pro Series. And uh, we would race in, you know, Minnesota and and uh, uh, tracks in in you know like Laguna Seca and Road America and and all over the place. We all thought we'd be like professional race car drivers rather than actors. Huh? Yeah, that's interesting because if you look at Zach Morris's room, you might you might speculate he had the same like fantasy. I know. In your future, I, I, I like looking and yet at you this. Did that. I, I know, but even but then. When we were filming this, I was very much into motocross. Like I, I didn't even think of car racing. Like car racing wasn't my thing. I was never into Formula One. I was never into at the time. You know, IndyCar was the American version. Um, but yeah, I wasn't into any of that stuff. And behind me was sort of my future. Yeah, and you also have like your basketball hoop in there, and you played with the uh, Hollywood Knights, as we found out. Yeah, it seemed like a lot of that. the interest. No, yeah, that, I mean, that, but you know, I was still, just I was, I was hey. a celebrity on the team. <laughs> I was terrible. Oh, that's still fun. That's terrible still fun. Give, at basketball. I was only there for the bus rides. Yeah, well, then it's like you played for the Clippers in the mid-90s. But then also, what's up with the Bengals poster and, and Paul Abdul? I don't I, I understand well, those. Paul Abdul was, like, hot. So, like, Paul Abdul was like, ah, I have, like a, like, a hot lady on my wall. The Bengals, I mean, there's a butt for every seat, I suppose, but maybe you're just into, uh, I don't know, maybe you're just into the Bengals. I don't, they were, like, trying to, like, when was the Bengals album out in 1990? Was that Walk Like an Egyptian was a couple years prior? Prior, yeah. I think they... they my, my, my Bengals knowledge is thin at best. I think they came out like in the early 80s and then they kind of fizzled out mm. by the late 80s. I mean, that, that, that's why I'm so kind of kind confused of like, by the Bengals. What's going on here? Yeah. Remember I, mean, I used to have a, a uh, Edie Burkell um, right. poster? I don't see that in the background, yeah. but uh, you know, maybe maybe a little bit of like Nirvana or something. We're like the early '90s, no? It's 1990, so you're not going to have Nirvana just yet. I mean, even if you were really cool, you'd have them like in a year or two. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, how about some really cool LA hair bands? Like I know sure, Guns N' right. Roses was like around, Van Halen not or something, or, not yeah. for their hair band, but uh, would it right. have been inappropriate 80, to yeah. have yeah. Guns N' Roses or or you know, like you said, Van Halen or you're right. No. Yeah, I, th- I would think Zach would be into Van Halen. Why not? Yeah, Bengals. I don't know. Bengals. Something, something to consider. We can, if we ever get a time machine, we'll go back. We'll rip those posters off the wall <laughs> uh, and put up some cool stuff. 
cooler stuff anyways. Um, I want to point out here that, that Zach's dad, Derek Morris, um, this is a trope. It's, I had to look it up. There's a website called TV Tropes. They deal in tropes. It's called the When Are You Coming Home, Dad trope. Uh, and it's the father who is just too consumed by work, or parent really, um, but generally the dad, too consumed by work to pay attention to their kid. You've seen it in Hook and Click and Liar Liar and even Indiana Jones. That's the trope, and your dad is your dad is a shining example of that trope. Okay, my dad, my dad is obviously he he's working. He's he right. he has a job. He's what, slinging computers. Yeah. What does he what does he do? He's a computer salesman. He sells computers. Yeah. He's uh, yeah. I mean, he sells computers at a time, by the way, when you could get apparently rich selling computers. I mean, like, is that right? I mean, they were not cheap. Like a a I looked it up in 1990. A a loaded desktop home application computer could be like two grand, which would be about $4,000 in now money. Um, not cheap. And if you're outfitting like an office building full of computers and you're the one who sells that deal, I mean, yeah, I think you could get, you could get paid, you know, especially if you do that over and over. I mean, look at Derek Morris. He's living in the Palisades, drives a Porsche. His kid thinks he can get a Ferrari on a whim. He can't, but he maybe could afford it. Dude's loaded. <laughs> was leasing computers, was that a thing? That felt crazy. So when he says that, I mean, <laughs> okay, we'll it must, get it must have been. Yeah, we'll I, get to yeah, that. We'll but, get to that. I mean, sure, why not? Yeah. We'll get to that. We'll, we'll get to it, but I'll, I'll bring that question back up again. I'm guessing it was a thing also because if I'm selling computers in 1990, I probably have to do some education to the consumer that like, yeah, this is the thing you might really want and need. And it would probably be more like, like I think I'd, I'd dip my toe in the water with a lease versus just dropping several grand. Also, like they, the tech moved so much faster, where what you had would really be truly obsolete in the next like three to five years. So, like, right. maybe the leasing just was more, you know, made more sense. And I don't know. my dad couldn't give me one of his new computers because that computer on my desk does not look like the kind <laughs> that he sells. But you know, whatever. Thanks, You'd be dad. making counterfeit passports overnight. He knows. He knows to give you just enough technology to get by. Uh, and yeah, we get a um, out of this scene with his dad, the the busy dad. We get the fuzzy pink fantasy here. Of, well, um, well, before that, everyone's what, old now. But, but let's set up why we go into a fantasy. So Zach asks his dad, he's like, hey, I got a friend. The grades are, you know, he's got below average grades, but he wants so to go on this ski. I know it is very thin, but it's bear like, with it. On. Bear with it. We're, we're, yeah, we're setting sure, up, a, you know, and um, he's got a friend below, you know, below uh, average grades. He wants to go on this ski trip and then you know, when he comes back, he's going to work really, really, really hard after. And my father's right. response is, you know what? I'm, I would ground the guy. And you know what? For Actually, life. I would ground the guy for life. What? A life sentence. Yeah, he's, get the f- he's coming off of the um, Reagan administration's mandatory minimum sentencing policies. He's like, this, this bad apple needs to get locked away forever. <laughs> I don't buy this. I mean- you look at your son Zach. I mean, this this isn't an yeah. overnight thing here. Your son has been this way for years, right. and n- like you're not aware of your son's grades or your son, like how how he is in school. This is a shitty father. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. You're you're a dad, both in real life and on TV. You can weigh in. Um, did you? Read this as Derek knows Zach is talking about Zach. Because for me, they they played it a little ambiguous, where it yeah. was like Derek didn't wink big enough to be like, "I hey son, I know this is you." It was it felt like 
did you, excuse me, sir, have you been listening to this thing? No, I know, I know, I, the, the, the whole thing, but it's just- a, It's confusing, it's, right? It's not, it's, it's, it's not like he like acknowledges like, hey, this, I know this is about you. Right. I would be tough, but, but hey, it's more just like, he's like, yeah, throw the book at that stupid yeah, kid. I yeah. love you, son. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> that. I, I felt that than the, the, than the yeah, former. It's but, so funny. Anyway, so now we're into this pink fantasy. Now we're in the fuzzy pink fantasy. Um, and yeah, we get to see that Zach has a nice long beard 70 years later. It's a, uh, you know, we'll, I'll just keep saying it as it happens, but I love that they, they use the pink fantasies for these costumes. It's when you think about the texture of say by the bell in terms of how it looks, how it feels, how zany, anything can happen. A lot of it does happen in these fuzzy pink fantasies. Um, so it's, it's a great use. I'll just keep pointing that out. Love the fun costumes. Uh, speaking of fun, I, I think I had a way too much fun with my eyebrows in this uh, scene. And I just want to point <laughs> out the, the amount of times that I kind of do a wink or a, uh, I, I lift them up. Um, you Doing know, a lot of brow of, work. A lot of brow work. A lot of brow work. I liked Mario's little shuffle on the way in. <laughs> yeah, I, I really enjoyed everybody. I really enjoyed like uh, <laughs> Tiffany's uh, and, and, and uh, Elizabeth. I enjoyed everybody. I was, I was actually everyone made fun, fun choices. Thing. It was like it's like they like you guys all really got into being old yeah. for a little bit. I, my favorite line in this is after sixty, I got frisky. <laughs> I just love. That. Yeah, she really delivers it. Yeah, and everyone loves it. Everyone cheers her on for waiting sixty years to to become sexually active again. <laughs> well. And and Mario actually does a really cute thing. He like pokes her belly. I thought that yeah. was uh, that was kind of adorable. Well, I mean, yeah, they're an item apparently now in their golden years. So you're saying he's poking more than just her belly? I wouldn't say that, but you just did, and sure, why not? Okay, that's what that's what I'm saying is happening. That's what old people do, right? That's what uh, that new isn't that new documentary about the villages all about? <laughs> like <laughs> old people just get together in these places and have a bunch of sex. Why not? We're all gonna they're they're more familiar than anyone. We're all gonna die one day. By the way, new kids on the block had some. That's a that's a seamless transition. New kids on the block had some mention here. Um, they had their breakout success just two years prior. And folks, if you like Mark Wahlberg movies, you wouldn't have any of them without New Kids on the Block. And we're in the max. Uh, this is another. This is another thing that got deleted um, from Hulu to Peacock. If you watch the Peacock version, this scene opens with James doing some voice acting. He like pretends to be, I think, German and Indian to explain some of these specials on the the very very ethnic specials on the menu. Um, so yeah, that got cut because I guess we don't need it. We get it. He's an actor. What time is it? Well, I mean, Zach went. I had, I, had that got, in, I had that in my notes too. He jumps out the window and hits the max for a like a midnight soda, I guess. Well, there, I there, guess. there's other kids here too. The, the same familiar kids yeah. we always see. I mean, do none of these oh, yeah, kids they have, have they a much. home or responsible parents or uh, <sighs> what is going on here in the Palisades? There's probably a sad a sad D story about what's going on with those children. Uh, vagabonds, runaways, who knows? They have a friendly home at the Max where they never have to buy anything and can stay as long as they like. Uh, yeah, I don't know what time it is or how this place operates. I mean, also, this is a little more inside baseball, but like places in the Palisades generally aren't even open late. Yeah. Like, I, like the closer you get to the beach, everything closes earlier. It's not a late night kind of part of the town. But yeah, we get a... Just the the biggest example I think we've seen in a while of of Peter Engel's no baby steps philosophy. <laughs> James is just like, well, if you were my kid, you could go on the ski trip 
and in a, a screen flipping around, Zach is his kid now. They're marching into Belding's office. Now, wouldn't you think, Mark Paul, that Zach should be a little more savvy than to grin like a fool when the actor walks in playing his father? <laughs> Doesn't Listen. if you were trying to hustle someone, if you're playing poker, would is that what is that the face you break? I mean, we know about Zach's poker abilities. But. That's the choice I went with, um, and I stick with it. You stick with it, okay? All right. Well, it's the choice. Okay, I was going to put it on Zach, but you're going to own up to it personally. That's fine. Um, uh, either that, or I could too. blame I could blame Don Barnhart. You know, do you want to blame the the, uh, the whoever was serving lunch that day? We got a long list of people we can just throw under the bus at any time. But here's um, the thing, though. You know, it's like going back to the process of of our show. We would re- we would get the scripts over the weekend. We would do a table read on Monday. And that would be in front of all the writers, producers, and some of the network or studio, whoever. And um, most of those people would actually sit in the audience, in in the chairs. And there would be actually be a big table in front of the sets, uh, sort of like where the, the cameras would have been. Because um, those were like off, they were stored safely somewhere else, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And they would be brought in on yeah. Thursdays because Thursdays were our rehearsals with the camera days. Um, so Monday was like the table read and then uh, we would take a lunch and then we would do a light rehearsal of some of the scenes because a lot of the times on sitcoms, um, you do the table read, things either work or don't work and then the writers go back and they, you know, there's a, there's a, sometimes a massive rewrite. And, and, and uh, right. so you, you don't rehearse a lot on Monday because the script may change, but we would do as much as we could, just get it on its feet. Um, come back on Tuesday, maybe you're, you have a whole new script in front of you. Um, and again, light rehearsal, kind of getting you know some of the marks down on where we're going to be. And then we'd have actually another run through on Tuesdays. And that would be with some of the producers and some of the writers just to see how things are progressing. Wednesday would be the same sort of process, a little bit more. Uh, and and uh, sometimes on Wednesdays, the, the, the network would come down for the run through at the very end of the day. And then Thursdays was in front of the camera. So now we're with um, you know all four cameras and we're doing like a, a camera rehearsal. And at the end of that day on Thursday, we would actually have a full dress rehearsal with costumes, everything on camera. So my point being is that there was a lot of time for people to say like, do this or do that, right? So if that grin kind of, you know, kind of tipped the hat. You're saying someone, right. You're saying someone at some point was either like, didn't tell you to not do Correct. it. Or was like, hey, you, you should really grin. Or I mean, you should really also, do it. Right. It's a, it's a show for kids. It's fun. Kids get the drop on adults. Like that's a classic thing. So yeah, yeah I, I get it. There's not a yeah. lot of times where on, on Say by the Bell, uh, because it was a sitcom and because of that formula that there was a lot of moments for spontaneity. It's not like um, some of the other shows, like for instance, Franklin and Bash, Franklin and Bash had no audience. Right. You know, we would film uh, a scene that might take. Oh, some people between, watch that show. <laughs> some, we would <laughs> film a scene that would take between, you know, two and a half hours to four hours to film, depending on the length. Um, and you get a, you know, a few takes in one direction, you get a few takes in the other direction. And you can try things out. And and then in the editing room, it gets kind of, you know, shaped into something that the director or the producers want. Um, but some t- but a lot of the times on 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 Franklin and Bash, there was a lot of moments that are spont- spontaneous and you know, it'd be things that Brecken and I would just be bouncing off each other. Um, 
so you, 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 if you, if you had a grin on that show is because like, oh, it worked and it's something that, you know, right. felt, uh, in, in line or, 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 or felt like it was, uh, good for the scene, but something like that. I mean, yeah, I, like th- that's why I say like, that's a choice that I made or maybe I didn't, yeah. maybe somebody just told me to do that. Somebody made it for you. Yeah. yeah. Someone's like, Hey, I mean, it, it, again, like we, we talk about this show endlessly sort of, you know, subbing in for cartoons on a Saturday. So yeah, like I, yeah, I get it. It's just from like, Zach is such a hustler and such a scammer. It is so funny now to watch this and be like, wow, like you got, you would think he'd just be, he'd be sharper at his craft, I guess. <laughs> you think but the adults in the room would know, would be sharper. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Maybe like uh, there's, there's a, there's a gas leak or something in this building. <laughs> like no one is thinking correctly. Well, we do know there's oil somewhere, right? I do know that because yeah, yeah. Oh, Becky oh, you're gonna strike oil? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Becky the Duck. Yeah, yeah. We all know Becky. And yeah, we're in uh, Act Two, Belding's office here for fake Zach's dad meets real Belding. Um, Belding acknowledges that education is a sham. You will not need to know what an isosceles triangle is. Yeah. Certainly don't now. I mean, you know, you definitely didn't then no, either. Belding just goes like, it's just high school, uh, yeah. Mr. Morris. It's it's not like he's going to remember any of this shit anyway. I mean, it's, it's refreshingly honest, but it is a little confusing as a principal. <laughs> it's kind of your whole job. You know, Mark Paul, we talked a lot about your, your choices and the smiles and all this. Um, at the end of this scene here, which is a very funny scene. I mean, I, 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 we keep saying it, but I love anything that happens in Belding's office is probably the, the funniest stuff in the episode. Um, but you do a little like, you do a wink and then a facial thing to close out the scene. You're doing a lot of face stuff behind your fake dad also. Um, but I was wondering how you felt about that because like you had previously criticized a double eyebrow bump as being too much, a hat on a hat, if you will. Yeah, this was a um, uh, little more difficult uh, in, in in the uh, in the facial game. Um, a wink and an eyebrow—that's uh, not easy to do, there, Dashiell. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying now. It's a lot. Yeah, not uh, easy work, there, my friend. And yeah, we're in the carnival here. Oh, <laughs> look at where all the money went. Let's break this down, please. Okay, because I've 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 held my tongue. This makes no sense. It makes no sense. I know earlier you said skiing isn't necessarily like that. Exp- or it doesn't like it may not be prohibitively expensive just to get a lift ticket. And if you're with like friends and you, I've done this before with friends. Like you, you get a place and everyone, you know, like those homes are kind of built for maximum bodies. Like there's bunk beds and it's couches and all that kind of stuff. But skiing is still expensive, especially if you don't have gear. You have to rent it, and like lift tickets can be expensive if you buy them by the day and. It's Come a, on. It, it's a what are we talking about? Like a hundred bucks back then? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but if you're going for like three days, it's a couple. It's, mm. I mean, it's not nothing for teenagers to come up with. You know, like it is. Um, it's I, I would I would argue that that mountain stuff in general is a like privileged pastime. It is a it is on the more expensive end of leisure. Even just the idea of like recklessly throwing your body down a mountain at a, you know very fast seems like you you're living pretty well if you can take the time to do that. But where like, how much money did this carnival cost? How much money did it cost to rent a dunk tank and cutouts and all the and all? There's a lot of clown decorations. I don't know what that's all about. The kids love clowns, I guess. Uh, I mean, it's just this feels gratuitous. Hey, man, just enjoy. 
Just enjoy, just sit back and enjoy just the ride. Just sit back right. and enjoy the ride. Mark Paul, <laughs> you you briefly alluded to, to skiing with friends. Are you are you still a mountain man? You still still yeah. riding slopes? Um well obviously with the pandemic we didn't go this year, but right. uh last year um actually we had a ski trip planned in March of uh, 2020 that got cut short. Um you know, um because shit happens. Uh, but looking yeah. forward to getting back out there. It, it, I, I I took some time off, but uh, what kind of brought us back to the mountain was uh, our young ones. Um, hmm. You know, they started uh, learning last year uh, in in earnest. Um, we were uh, in um, BC uh, up there and, and skiing and had a great time. And it's just fun to watch the little ones, uh, you know. Going down a hill, yeah. fearless. They've got no fear. They're they're so much closer to the ground. Uh, they can really just pick up speed. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. But we had a great time. And I, I, we were, like I said, we were planning to go to Whistler um, last March. We were there for uh, New Year's last year, uh, 19, 2019 into twenty twenty, and we'll be back again. Uh, you know, as soon as all this shit calms down. Yeah, good. But are you are you a skier or a snowboarder? What are what are you? I grew up. I grew up learning to ski, and then. Around, I want to say like early, somewhere in college, I think, or maybe right after, um, I, I made the switch to snowboarding because I love, I love skateboards, mm. and I thought, oh, this feels more in line with what I'm into, um, and yeah, I, I, I enjoy it. It's yeah. fun, although uh, I am afraid of heights, and sometimes that makes ooh. for a challenging combination. Like being on a chairlift, I am like, I am afraid of heights, and it is a getting to the top of the mountain can sometimes be a stressful experience, but. Boy, oh boy, coming down. Lots of fun. I can't wait to be on a chairlift with you because I'm the guy that like oh, starts my God. shaking the oh, chairlift. You'll be like rocking it and rocking being like, oh, it. I, I yeah. was, oops, I dropped one of these my things glove. just fell out of the sky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, is that my glove <laughs> that I just dropped? And oh, then man. I kind of like lean over and rock. No, I, I'm, I'm I can't that. wait. Yeah, Terrence, if you're out there, we're, uh, he's our producer. We're going to need some wireless kits that can withhand extreme cold temperatures and we'll record a whole podcast episode up on the slopes. That seems like a fun for everyone. Also, you will... Zach Morris will be back on the slopes before this is all done. This is not the only time skiing uh, factors into his, huh. you know, his, his activities. No, I've been. I've I mean, been, they, they grew up in Southern California and they're rich, so it's it, again, it is like there's a lot of mountains nearby. It's it's a it's a doable hobby. Yeah, no, I used to go. Like I said, I used to go. I, I've gone. I've actually gone snowboarding. I I started snowboarding when I was 13, and um, oh wow, early adopter. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I, I I would do that up in Wrightwood, and and actually Tiffany and and myself, we we we've been up to Wrightwood uh, skiing when we were younger. I don't know what age we were, but uh, you know before before the college years, and um, yeah, no, I've been. I actually have a brand new snowboard that I was going to use uh, for this year, and and uh, can't can't use it yet. So I'm really looking forward yeah. to uh, you know better times to get back up there and scaring kids <laughs> on the ski lifts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, we're in the we're in the carnival here um, for setup. We get a little more of the Jesse Slater dynamic. I mean, Mark Paul, you got to be getting real familiar with this bit at this point. Of Slater says something about women he shouldn't, and Jesse calls him a pig, and then you know, in this case, gets the drop on him. Why does Mario look like he's doing the stare down from Rocky Four? After he gets uh, dunked by by Elizabeth, that's another. When choice. he gets up, yeah. When I he think gets he's up. trying not. To, I think he's trying not to break. I think he's. Uh, that's how I read it. Uh, first of all, he 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 emerges from the dunk tank like a mermaid. He like throws his his locks of hair back behind <laughs> his head. It looks like something out of a Disney film, specifically The Little Mermaid. Uh, I think he's trying not to break. Is how I took the stare because he 
<laughs> so is she. Elizabeth is trying not to laugh. All, it's really funny. That's a really funny thing that just, I mean, it made me laugh. I'm laughing right now. I like the one Belding shows up to, like Zach thinks he got a, his, his perfect plan happened and now they can raise $35 at the carnival that costs three grand. Um, when he's telling Screech and Belding, Belding breaks the whole thing open by saying, I wrote your father a letter. Yeah. Like I wrote him. He shall be getting it and returning correspondence to me. It's like, well, and I wrote him a letter. How long is that going to take to get to my father? Three to five business days. Correct. So the well, urgency it, here is insane. Don't you just pick up the phone and call. I don't understand this. I don't understand what's going on here. He, he's a man of mystery. If you were to call someone, he'd know what his voice sounds like. Everything for this man has to be behind like three levels of anonymity. Like, I don't want to see your face, hear your voice, know your first name. It kind of makes you wonder what he's up to on the weekends. Um, here's a little uh, thing that'll gross you out because you know I love to gl- gross sure, you please. out. Yeah, no, I love uh, that. Yeah, and fun. it usually always involves our friend Dustin. Uh, but uh, Belding covers his mouth with his hand, and then uh, Dustin, uh, after Belding removes his hand, Dustin licks his lips. Hmm. Yeah. Watch this. Mm. Okay. Mm, oh yeah, that was a little yeah. lick lip. I mean, that seems like a choice. You know, probably for. Uh, Comedic effect to be like, ooh, what did that taste like? <laughs> yeah, okay. Probably not good. I mean, it's someone's hand. Uh, and we're in Belding's office here for, folks, hold on to your hats. The real Derek Morris meets the fake Mr. Belding. I liked, I liked this scheme. I mean, I, I, I question a lot of Zach's antics, but I thought this was well thought out. Rushed, certainly, but um, fun plot. Let, let, me, let me flip-flop him. And he's so good in this, Mark. Blankfield. He does a really good Really, fake. really yeah. enjoyed watching him. But what's up with this walkie-talkie? What, what kind of walkie-talkie is this? And why do we use walkie-talkies? I, I, yeah, I, I had that in my notes, yeah. Again. I mean, well, because Screech doesn't have his own cell phone. And also, walkie-talkies, you don't have to wait for the call. I mean, it's just like okay. instant. But so he signals to Zach to tell Screech now. Because right. Screech is right outside the door here holding a yeah. sub. And he says now right. because Belding is like it does. Does that make any sense to you? Like he he's now going to lead Belding away? Uh, no, I mean it doesn't make a time. I mean like how how they would know that now is the time when Belding's out there? No, it, it doesn't make okay. sense. Okay, um, so the, I mean it doesn't. Really, yeah. they just need a walkie-talkie to get to in case there was. Um, a, a, some sort of like, like, well, what happens is my father starts, you know, extending the meeting a little bit longer. So now right. Zach needs Screech to to postpone. So that would be the only to re- stall, stall, yeah. stall, stall. Um, still, the, the, what what kind of walkie-talkie is that? Have you ever seen a walkie-talkie like like that? Yeah, they they used to like. I think for kids, yeah. I mean, like the the real badass ones, especially in the eighties and nineties, even would just have like a stubby short. Right. Intent. Right. Like, like those were like tactical. I mean, you could cover ground with those. The ones they had are like toys for kids. So yeah, toys for kids would have the pull up antenna. But that um, long? That which is like, just fun. It, it's almost three feet long. Eh, I mean, maybe. I mean, uh, give or take. Yeah. I mean, they they like you could buy some like some like not so functional would barely work in a single story home walkie talkies in the eighties um, nineties for kids. Yeah, they would have like big antennas like that. Okay, if you say so. I say so. I mean, they were yeah we. Uh, but again, used to used to play with him in this scene with with my dad. He seems very invested in my education. Right, he is. I mean, he he's he does care. He does he care. I mean, but why is he? He like, does care. Where, where has he been? You you tell me, man. He, he's he's slinging those pewters. You know. 
Um, and yeah, Zach with the, I mean, I, the, the real function of the walkie-talkie is just so it can fall out of the large Subway sandwich. Again, Screech, <laughs> come on. I loved the joke of it's a sick world. When, when Screech tells him the chess team's been poisoned and Belding's response is it's a sick world, Belding who may or may not have been in Vietnam, <laughs> uh, I thought that was very funny. And again, at the end of this scene in the office, he talks about leasing a computer. Right. And this is the first time we actually yeah, I mean, see I, a computer I, in Mr. Belding's office. Oh, is it? Has, have we not seen no. it on the desk? Or is no. It's okay, just for it, just, this, it just happened just to be there. For, right. this, uh, for this yeah, run, they decided I think computers that, just blend into play. Like, I, I don't even know if I would. It wouldn't like stand out to me, I guess. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, I did notice that the pencils were, uh, what's it called? All over the place in this. You know, they're not his usual organized yeah. pencils. Yeah. yeah, they're in disarray, right. That brings us right into act three here. Uh, we got these, <laughs> just a bathroom full of nerds. That's Zach's plan is just throw a whole bunch of nerds in the bathroom. We get the fun visual of them playing chess in the stall. You know, nerds love chess. Is that necessary? I thought that that was one step too far, like putting a chess board on the toilet. Like, How we, are we going to know they're nerds, Mark Paul, if they're not playing chess? But, yeah. And then Screech once again fucks up the whole plan. Why do I ever let Screech do anything? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, this is the thing. He, he is the, I, I brought this up a few weeks ago, but what Zach should be doing is giving Screech misinformation, uh, knowing it will, you know, land in the lap of his enemies. That would be the, the correct use of Screech. Instead, he's always, um, you know, Zach's like lieutenant, and uh, he fucks it up. Also, the bald eagle as we leave the bathroom from Screech, just another, I did, I did not notice how many building balding jokes there are in this, uh, <laughs> this show, but yikes, you guys yeah. are just, just whomping him over the head Relentless. with Relentless. Like it was in his contract. Like it was like, I need at least six bald jokes this season. Uh, James taking a fun headshot as we go back into Belding's office there, that little stunt. I thought that was a good, uh, really good, stunt. good, good little pratfall. Yeah. It was like, was it, great... like you, it looked like he took it. It looked he like he took it in the head. It. And I, if I remember correctly, that those doors were very thin. Uh, they didn't have a lot of mass to them. So you could actually ah. take a good, uh, whack to the head or face or whatever. And, and it wouldn't sting as bad as like a real heavy door like that. that these doors were f- pretty flimsy, but regardless, very funny how he falls into that chair and and it's great yeah it's good good work lines himself you guys were you guys were using your bodies it was good it was you know it's more fun to see an adult man do that than a child <laughs> i'd rather see adults fall on this show and you know we don't talk about this enough but what we see on belding's face at the end of that scene is a man who's slowly being driven insane by a young child belding's like i need a vacation and he's yeah cuz Zach is terrorizing him in his office. <laughs> and we're in the carnival, the Bayside Ski Carnival, which folks just unpack that one. That's what a wild thing to put on a banner. And you see this thing hopping in full swing. They like they blew it out. They spent so much money on this. It's hilarious to think they had a problem raising funds. But all these students are probably the ones that are going on the ski trip. So instead of spending Presumably, money I mean, to wrestle Slater, yeah. how about just it makes no sense. Also, just like, what is even, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm baffled by, I'm baffled by this. Really baffled. It makes, it really does not make any sense. Uh, Yuri Henley here, stepping up to the plate. His hair has grown. Like, look at that, what's going on in the backseat of that hair. It's really, it's, 
lot fuller than it was last year. And he really he really takes a a, a, a good one here with his arm. I mean that Ooh, that, yeah. that ah. that looked like it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that table's not light in the middle. That's, no. a, that's a piece of wood. <laughs> it looked like uh, Mario really enjoyed doing that to him, too. Interesting jacket choice for Jesse. A lot of uh, conflicting materials and fabrics and colors there. And you know, Jesse's smart. She's running a, a scam of her, her own here. Let's fleece these nerds by making them think they're strong. Now, Mark Paul, I would like to say that when you're playing, this is called the shell game for folks at home or who maybe have never uh, been hustled in the park in New York City, perhaps. Uh, it's the shell game. Um, your surfer impression is really good. And I was wondering if you could pinpoint who you were borrowing from to do that, because I thought it was it was spot on. Well, when was uh, Bill and Ted's excellent venture? That's what I was gonna I was gonna say. It felt it felt Bill and Teddy. Yeah. That was I think eighty eight or yeah. eighty nine. So that was it. Yeah. I mean it was very yeah, Keanu. It's like, whoa, yeah, you like, know, yeah. Keanu. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, it's like in the it's like in the bottom of the throat. It's like totally. no way, dude. It's like it's in there, you know. Uh, yeah, that kind of stuff. It was good. <laughs> Congratulations! But it's pretty funny because he's like, oh no, and I'm like, oh yes, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Dare funny. I, dude? And I'm like, like for sure, dude. You know, it's it's that stuff. It's yeah. Just, I but yeah, also growing up here in Southern California, there was a lot of that. Those are real voices. Those are yeah. real people. Yeah, like the Valley Girl thing started because of girls in the Valley, folks. It didn't. It didn't just get made up out of nowhere. And I'm from the Valley. I was. I was born and raised in Sun Valley, which is you know San Fernando Valley, right in the the heart of the Valley. This was protocol. So I'm kind of confused by this whole game because, not not the shell game. I understand what the you know the concept. Right, you of get that. it. Yeah. But we do this thing where I try to trick him and I go really fast and he picks the right one. Was that me really trying? Okay, get him? yeah. I, I sorry. I think I get what you're saying. You fuck this up. Is what I I'm, do. Okay. Like as I understand it, Zach tries to hustle him, but doesn't. But come on, like he just paid ten dollars for a stuffed animal. He still got hustled. I mean, ten dollars would cover <laughs> yeah. all the prizes yeah. up there. But then and you'd still make fifty cents after so like, it. It's the same thing. Like what Jesse did, right? Where she, you know, right. made the nerd win. I make this. Guy- I think that's a. I think that's a happy accident. Okay. I mean, like, I think they're playing it in your, like, you have pie on your face. So then my dad just miraculously shows up at the carnival. Well, he's got to close that computer deal. <sighs> How do you think, you, th- you, think that, you think the Porsche payments just show up automatically? Hell no. You better sell some XR7000s. Belding in his robe. Something tells me that was Dennis's robe. <laughs> <laughs> it, like, he looked too comfortable in it. It didn't feel like a... A, didn't feel like it had like a Bayside logo or something. It's just like, oh, that feels like a man's robe. Not really sure why he had to just come to in guess. with a robe too, by the way, because he's not I don't wearing know, It's anything. never good. Yeah. You know, he's not wearing a bathing suit. He's wearing, he's wearing like gym gear. For effect, I suppose. And then Slater. Men, well, men, men wearing robes around. Not good. Not a good thing. Slater had to- What are you saying about Slater? Well, well he, I, you think he accidentally spoils my plan? Yeah, he does. Ac- I think it's an accident. Like, mm. I don't think Slater- because we have other things like Kelly's birthday last week yeah. or like where Slater's really turning the screws on Zach and that's that's part of their dynamic is, you know, I'm sure you, you the way you talk about Brecken, you know, like that's what friends do to a certain extent is they <laughs> they exist to make each other's lives tense and miserable and then fun. Um, but no, I think this is just like an accident uh, that he, he whoops, almost lets the cat out of the bag. And yeah, building in the dunk tank. By the way, I thought, Mark Paul, I went to various schools of you know middle school high school college i thought 
certainly, based on TV sitcoms, at some point, I would get to put my principal in the dunk tank. Never happened. And it's not, it's not alone to say by the bell. I mean, like, I feel like 90s, you were constantly seeing figures of authority being dunked into a tank. I never got my shot. Those don't exist in real life, apparently, or at least not where I... Uh, not where I went to school. Yeah, I remember going to like charity events, and there would be you know people that that you you, you know high level people, I guess you know that you were like, oh my god, yeah. I get to dunk high status, sure, high yeah. status. You go like, oh, I get to dunk yeah. such so and so for money. My uh, boss, basically. Yeah, that, yeah, that, like, that I, yeah. I, those, those were those were things. I don't think we yeah. I don't think we do that anymore. And yeah, I thought I thought your double dunk of building was really good, like when Zach runs over. Before Belding can discover the ruse, yeah, uh, I thought that was a you. You play well and you don't laugh. No, I don't know if you caught I'm, that. I'm, Zach, I, I, I'm definitely holding it in, and I could, I could tell. I could tell too, but you don't. I. It's so bizarre what I'm, what I'm watching now on this show. I've, I feel like a, an astronaut learning or an alien <laughs> learning about humans. Um, like I don't feel like I'm watching a TV show anymore. I'm just like, ah, yes, but the the corners of the mouth don't move. <laughs> like you don't laugh, uh, even though it is very funny what you just saw and what you just did. But you know. Here it comes. It all comes falling apart. Whoops, that's the real building and the real Zach, or excuse me, the real Derek Morris. Screech shows up, by the way, at the end of this scene in what appears to be like a magician's outfit. I think that got cut. We never see Screech doing magic. And yeah, we're in Zach's room here for the final scene. Mark Paul, this is one of the more, if you can believe it, um, like sentimental, emotional, kind of heartstringy scenes of Saved by the Bell. It's like the father-son dynamic explored, if only for a brief instant. And so let me get this straight. The only two things my father's my father remembers is me sliding um, into home in Little League yeah. and me right. falling into a lake uh, fishing. Those are the only two memories he has. To be fair, you lost a retainer, and we've, we've briefly touched on retainers here over the past five months or whatever this has been. Right. Uh, retainers are expensive. If my kid loses their retainer, I'm going to remember that story. The knee thing, not so much. Kids scrape, I mean, shoot, kids scrape their knees all day long. Again, I'm just pointing out, I think my father falls in the same category as Kelly's father. You think, I mean, mm. I think your father, we've <laughs> we briefly, as uh, two people who don't know a ton about it, uh, mentioned cocaine here once or twice. I think Derek Morris is just a cokehead who is selling computers Ooh. in... Into the stratosphere. I like all that. Through the 80s by the way, and early nineties. I could totally buy that. I could get on board it, with that. It, it and tracks. I'm it fine tracks, with yeah. that. That that that's okay. Some, you're better. You're better with that. Yes. Than, yeah. than, than him yeah. just being like this guy who's like unaware and and it, no, he's because he's he's loose. Like I don't know if you've um been around people on drugs, but but they can really like latch onto an idea and get really enthusiastic very quickly. So he's like, yeah, yeah, my kid's bad at school. It sucks. Or like. Yeah, if I was his dad, I'd ground him for life. Like, I think Derek Morris is just addicted to cocaine and selling computers, and being a dad is like, he'll do it when he can. <laughs> Love it. I'm, I'm with you on that one. That's my theory. Okay, good. Okay, I'm cool. good with that theory. It's canon now. Now, now let's talk about Charlie. Is it his, his right. assistant? Is it his boss? Like, what? Like, Charlie, take a fucking clue. My dad asks you, call him back oh, yeah. in a few minutes. Charlie calls back in nah. 20 seconds. Where do you think Derek's getting the blow from? <laughs> I mean, Charlie's over there at the office, just busting rails. Figure this out, yeah. Charlie. He's having a, a, a yeah. moment with his son. That was another very 80s, um, 90s thing. I'm thinking right now of the um, Angelica's mom on a show called Rugrats, uh, but <laughs> always talking to an assistant. 
on Rugrats, Angelica's mom would always be saying, Jonathan, Jonathan. And like this idea of when you're so successful in the 80s and 90s on TV, you just like shout at a person you never see. It's a very bizarre, I don't think that's on TV the same way. Um, I think now the assistant would be a character and you get to know them. Um, but no, that was like a thing in the 80s and 90s. And yeah, Charlie is, Charlie is that for Derek Morris. So yeah, we have this nice little uh, moment between us. Um, this feels, I have it in my notes, Mark Paul. I have the words flimsy and manipulative hmm. for Derek Morris to sit down across from his son and be like, son, you are failing out of high school. You just hired a man who serves cheeseburgers to imitate two adult men. What do you have to say for yourself? And Zach is like, this is your fault, dude. You're on the phone too much. That feels, that feels crazy. That's not, that's not his fault. Come on. It's not whose fault. It's not my dad's fault. It's not Derek Moore. This is not Derek Morris's but, fault. But here's what I'm saying is that I think there, th- this isn't something that's like isolated to one episode. I think this has been going on right. for years. The fact that Derek it, it, Morris- that, That's what they're setting up. They're, they're, yeah. they're setting up that there are like deep-seated father issues, which just get brought up and, and like do not explored at all um, ever again. Like You will never have a problem with your dad ever again on this show. This is the one and done. Well, yeah, okay. Dad problems. One and done for my dad problems. But again, like at the end, this is how sort of um, not in touch Derek Morris is. He says to his son, we're going to go fishing. Like, oh my God. Wait, so we're skipping skipping to the very, very end. But I do want to point out, um, we've like brought up like iconic scenes or whatever. The, The image of you calling your dad when you're both on cell phones was supposed to be this like, whoa, moment. It feels so funny to me now. Like it does not, it does not play the way it did in the nineties. There are a lot of father son, like tear jerker kind of things in sitcoms. Um, that's a, that's a thing. That's a button you can press at any time if you're writing a sitcom, but this feels so stupid. I mean, not stupid, but like weightless. That's the right word. <laughs> like weightless. You talking to your dad, be like, this is the only way I can get through to you. And it, it does. You get through to him. I don't know. I feel you're going to get, get skewered yeah. on Twitter. I'm just saying. I'm oh, pointing it out. That's it's not weightless. I, I, it means I, something to people, Dashwell. It, it, it is, meant something to me. No, I poured my heart people, sure. into that scene, and and no, I gave it you, my all. You poured the whole heart. Remember all of this. It, all of your this all? show is just like okay. Breaking Bad. Remember that. It is. Got it. It is. It is like Breaking Bad, <laughs> in that they were both on television <laughs> for five seasons, <laughs> uh, depending on God. who you ask or how you're counting. No, but this is what I'm saying. My, how out of touch my father is. He's like, we're gonna. He's go like, fishing. let's go fishing. We're gonna go fishing Again, because cook. we went fishing one time when your fucking retainer fell. Like, it, it's it's just so out of let's touch. Let's just go fishing. Like, how what does that this? sound like to you? I know, yeah, yeah. We should go fishing yeah, right yeah. now. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, <laughs> bring books, bring books. Let's go fishing right now. I'm okay, like, uh, oh no. And he's like, oh yes. I'm like, dare I? He's like, we should, we should go. Uh, it'd be awesome if we did that. Um, yeah. But uh, that, yeah. why Why wouldn't my father, if he was really in touch, why wouldn't he say, you know what, son, I, I, I'm going to let you go on this ski trip. Or maybe, you know what, right. let's you and I go on a ski trip, a father-son ski trip. You know, because <sighs> it's all about skiing anyways. It's all yeah. about let's skiing, the slopes, man. dude. It's a, Seasonal. It, also, I mean, I guess shout out to Southern California. You can, on any given weekend, you can ski or go fishing. Pretty cool place to live. But yeah, it's like, this doesn't fix the problem that Zach is failing. I mean, shit, if he brings his books, he's just going to feed them to a fish. What it's the not hell like, is that about? This does bring not help books. anyone. Yeah. Like that doesn't- Bring your books. That's not going to yeah, make sure you not it. fail. Bring your 12-step chip. I'll bring my books. We'll see you at the lake. <laughs> no disrespect to 12 steps. Take all the steps you need. 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm going to keep pushing the narrative that Zach's father's addicted to cocaine. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm with you. Yeah. All right. Yeah, all right. Well, and, and that's and, and we get a nice little um, warm music cue to end the episode. You don't hear this music cue often, maybe ever. I, I couldn't place it in any other episode, but it's like a warm little Scott Gale on the keys, folks. And that is Rent-A-Pop. Good episode. I enjoyed. And we do have more homework for next week. That is an episode titled Miss Bayside. Uh, so that's the homework. Mark Paul, before we get out of here, just thought it would be appropriate to quickly acknowledge that uh, obviously everyone's heard about Dustin's health and being in the hospital. And we, Yeah, one of our comrades. We wish him a, a speedy recovery. Yeah, well, I, I, we do wish him a speedy recovery. All uh, good thoughts, good vibes coming his way. Yeah, and on that note, we'll see you next week. Zach to the Future is a production of Cadence 13. It's executive produced by Mark Paul Gosler, myself, and Chris Corcoran. Production and direction led by Terrence Malangone. Editing and mastering by Andy Jaskowitz. Engineering and production coordination by Sean Cherry. Artwork by Kurt Courtney with illustrations by Jeff McCarthy. Marketing is led by Josephina Francis with PR by Hilary Schuf. Thanks to the whole team at Cadence 13 and to you for listening.